Hey, Peter. Sup, Drew? Hey. Welcome to How College Works. So for us, I'm not exactly sure when this episode will come out. We're at the end of our semester. We're like right up on it. Well, let's be honest. We have two weeks left of classes, which is not quite the end enough for me. <laughs> wow. You, you see the light at the end of the tunnel. And but God, there's to... a hike. There's a hike to this light. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> so, so with that kind of in mind of we as faculty are starting to I'm, I'm feeling a little punch drunk. Do you yes. know what I mean? There seems to be a lot, a lot to lift. A heavy. It seems like a heavy lift. For them? No, for me. No, no. My, <laughs> see, I have laid the groundwork. To most of my job is done. I have a few small or like you know comprehensive things coming in. Okay. But really, and this is what students don't realize: the last two weeks is mostly about them finishing up their stuff. And then, of course, I have the grading marathon that happens at the right. end of that. So right now, my last two weeks, I really am just like, come on. because like well, I'm waiting to grade. Mine is all the homework I've gotten behind on is now <laughs> sort of piling up pretty big. You know, I had intended over a break, over a Thanksgiving break, to like catch up on that. But what I really caught up on was all the writing assignments that I needed to give feedback on mm. in my classes. So like your students, you made goals for Thanksgiving break to get caught up and you didn't. Some things I did. Okay. <laughs> Some things I did. Well, I'm just saying. They're like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to get caught up in all my classes over Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to watch TV and eat a bunch of pie. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason I don't believe you, student, is because... Because I, I know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but sort of along in that, in the, in that vein, they're like, well, what should we talk about today? And, and <laughs> Melody says, well, let's just Google things that students worry about. And... <laughs> This is a, what could go wrong? What could go well, wrong? I mean, the reason why is because it seems to me that my students are very stressed, mm-hmm. like 99% of the time. And a lot of times I'm like, okay, you need to take it down several notches, <laughs> right? Um, so I, I don't know, and we were just talking before we hit record, is college really that different from whenever we were in school, which is going on a while. For me, about 20 years. Yeah. Um, Dang. Yeah, because when, when I look at my classes and I look at what your I know a lot about your classes, I know a lot about my colleagues' classes, those classes seem very similar mm-hmm. in terms of workload and content. Granted, things have progressed in certain subjects, but like history before 18, whatever, is still the same. <laughs> right. um, well, the physics is still the same. Right. How we teach it might change. Well, but right, and the, the same with writing. Right, we've changed that. But by and large, I don't see that they are being asked to do different kinds necessarily, and certainly not more work mm-hmm. than I was doing at 18 and 19. But I don't know. So how, would you like me to be the devil's advocate and defend all of the... No, I would not, because I am oh, very... okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, go so, for it. We'll say yes. We'll say yes. Drew, you okay. shall be our listener stand-in. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Surrogate. Listener surrogate, that's what it is. Oh, no. Okay. So, um, so, no we, so I Googled this thing and, and uh, Googled, you know, what do students worry about? Because let's just pull up some stuff and let's talk about it. And the, one of the first things that came up uh, is this article on Odyssey, 11 Stress-Inducing Things College Students in 2017 Worry About. And we, we know it's not 2017. I understand. But, but I'm I don't hoping... think college has changed that much from last year to this year. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> My classes haven't changed that much from no. last year to this year. Um, I, so we're going to just go through their sort of bullet points. But one of the things that I guess 
At, at first glance, you, it sounds like you guys read this uh, list article and um, kind of took issue with some of the points or most of the points. <laughs> Uh, I think we, I think I would say I like to break them down a little bit. Yeah, I yeah I think that there's something there's a, a piece of truth and probably all of those in some ways, but like I don't oh yeah let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, so, yeah I wanted to go through because some of these really kind of are hobby horses for me that I'm just like. Meh, 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 meh. Do you Old think our listeners know what a hobby horse? Is? Maybe not. They can Google it. <laughs> get off my lawn. Get off my get off my lawn. Um, so just sort of break it down like first of all want to recognize listeners if you're like yeah this stresses me out hey I validate your reality That's true. I'm not saying that experience is invalid but let's, saying I don't always understand your experience is part of it that's fair and the other thing is I mean part of this is like it just states it and has a little like a one sentence after it says like you know hey blah 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 I was like mm, well, it doesn't really help yeah you know it's just sort of like, hey, well, this, this article is not offering any solutions. No. It's just kind of a list of complaints. And, but at the same time, like, I think the thing that I reacted to when I read these headlines was the, the level of extremity that yeah. it's you know, implied or yeah. it, it's, is a little bit further than, than maybe is, is real. Well, and I yes. feel like in some ways, like what you're saying, like this dramatization of some of these things is perpetuating a lot of the stress because like they're like oh well you're not going to get any sleep in college just be ready for that and then like students are like okay i'm not supposed to sleep so stay up till 4 a.m and do a bunch of stuff you know so like i feel like it's almost like urban legend is feeding back into itself in some ways right it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah in a way well shall we start let's do it okay gosh that that ad really wants to be there it really does it's okay (laughs) number one Balancing the course load of five to six different classes. Yes, that can be stressful. It can, absolutely, yes. Point granted. Yes. yes. So, yeah. and yes. we talked about that in one, one of our, or two of our, you know. We've talked about it several times. Yeah. Right. I mean, I might, everybody has different sort of philosophies. Everybody who advises has a different sort of personal philosophy on how they advise. I mean, I would advise, you, if you come from a really, uh, demanding high school, like my wife did, then you can go to college and be like, no, this is easy. This is easier than high school was. But I think for most high school students probably coming to college, it's more demanding than you might expect it to be. So if you're talking about the five to six classes, you might want to move to the five end of that. Mm-hmm. Just be like, first semester, maybe let's just take a slightly light. Take the stuff you got to take. There's stuff that you are generally going to have to take to be on track. Cool. Take that. Don't try to overextend and do all the things. Maybe keep it really pared down. Drew, you have thoughts? No, I mean, we had already talked in a, a previous episode about if there's 12 credit hours that are required for your financial aid, then you got to take 12 credit hours. If that's five or six classes, then that's what it is. But, right. it's you actually know, yeah, if you're able to choose, I always overscheduled and ended up dropping one class. So maybe that was not a good choice. Yeah. Well, uh, well, so there's a bit of a twist here in that, mathematically speaking, for most degree programs, you really do need to take about 15 credits to yes. graduate in four years, but 12 is technically considered full-time. Right. Um, if you're, I would recommend, of a student who's coming in who maybe was conditionally admitted, you know, I would be like, let's go with 12. You don't have, I mean, you'll have to make it up later, but let's, let's ease into the waters. Right. So that can be one four-credit class, you know, or... 
extra semester and you know once you get in for once you're in for a year or two that's a much more reasonable thing to do mm -hmm. than you know your first semester if you're like oh, i'm taking six classes they're three credits each that's 18 credit hours no uh that's probably a pretty big lift maybe we should hold off on that mm -hmm. and just you know kind of get our find your feet your feet first also, I want to just say about this, yes, balancing this is stressful. Yes, you're in college. Yeah. I mean, this is this is their primary stressor because this is your primary job right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and here's the other half of this, the other side of the coin that's not shown in this, this article is um, that this is not compulsory any longer. So we're self-selected to go to this college, this university. And, I mean, we had to uh, apply and be accepted by the university, but... You're, you could have gone to community college, you could have gone here, you could have gone to, you know, uh, technical school, you could have mm -hmm. gone straight to industry. There's a lot, it's, it's not as if your feet are to the fire the way they are with 12th grade, where it's a compulsory, right. you know. You're not knows. legally required to go to college. Correct. Yeah, so you did this to yourself. Number two. Yeah, this is <laughs> about, uh, you know, when I was working and going for my master's degree, and I said, man, all my colleagues are not having to go to school on weekends, you know, Friday night, all day Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, and some Tuesdays, and my advisor, uh, actually it was my, one of my um, job advisors, my teacher coach, said, like, hey, you know, Andrew, you, you picked to do that. <laughs> That's you true. what you were getting in. And of course, I, I'm a, you know, I was an adult when I made that decision, so it's different than when you're 16 or 18 of picking classes, but... Mm. I'm willing to take some time. I mean, one of the things that's nice about a four year, you know, doing a four year degree or whatever you do is you kind of, that becomes more internalized. Mm -hmm. Like, I made these choices. Yeah. I bear the consequences. Yeah, 8 a.m., not a good time for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like an evening class. That's three hours. That Italian you... class, I, I ghosted on. That was an 8 a.m. class. Oh, well, there you go. See, yeah. less than But I was like, hey, I go to school every morning at 8 a.m. This would not be a problem. It was a problem. <laughs> yeah. All right, number two. Constantly second-guessing yourself. Please read that, that, those two sentences below it, though. Will you make it out alive and achieve all your dreams? We wonder if this is all worth it. We all think this all the time. That's true. I think that's just called adulthood, right? I do, like this, too. Right. Growing up stress, not a college stress. Right. What as second-guessing stress if you were not in college? At, at age 18, at age 20, you would have this second-guessing stress. I don't... I don't... I... I challenge the assumption that this is based on college. Right. Well, and I think, um, like, so for me, I second-guess stuff all the time. Like, did I choose the right career? Sometimes when I'm grading papers, I'm pretty sure I didn't. But, you know, or, you know, is this something I want to do for the next 30 years? Just because I'm out of college and have a degree does not mean mm -hmm. that my guessing is done or that, oh, I, magically you get a diploma and all your dreams are going to come true? Yeah, no. No, yeah, you still got to work. You still, yeah, make choices. Yeah, yeah you, you, if you surround yourself with a team, which is a, which is a challenging thing to do, after, like the day after you leave your house, but after, you know, a couple of years, you've surrounded yourself with a team of supportive people who are like, yeah, Andrew, you could do this, keep going, don't give up, you know, let you vent, but also give you realistic feedback about, yeah, man, that was too much to, that was too much to chew, you, you picked too big a project and you need to dial it back or like mm -hmm. maybe that's unrealistic for today but that's a long-term project you know what I mean like people who are willing to give you quality feedback that's who you surround yourself with to mitigate 
constantly second-guessing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and just, I think, be okay with some uncertainty. And I understand that you're like, well, is this degree the best degree for me? And, you know, I, I mean, I'm one of those rare people who, like, the first, my first day of college, I was an English major, and mm. I was an English major all the way through. I realized well, that's... I, I did that with physics. Where, yeah, I don't think rare. we're the norm. It's, rare. Yeah. it's not normal. It's not normal to do that. We're half normal. <laughs> one of the things that I, I when I've talked to students, uh, you know, ones that, usually ones that are in my classes for a while, not necessarily my advisees, but who I get to know, they come into a two-core sequence. Uh, one of the things I find myself saying is that the decision you make out of fear is the wrong is the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Even if like, should I take this opportunity or not? If you if you take it because you're worried about if you'll never have another opportunity, that that's the wrong decision. If instead you're like, no, this is a great opportunity. I really want to take it, and you take the, and you take that opportunity. That's the right decision. Even though the to take it or not take it is the same. If you're making it out of fear, it it colors everything that you yeah. do and all the way that you approach it. You know, and so. You know, second guessing yourself is something that we all struggle with, and finding some place where you can say, "This is my decision, and it is the right decision." Whatever happens, we'll move from there. You know, that takes years to sort of get like that, and even when you do normally feel like that for big decisions, like, "Do I take this job offer or mm -hmm. turn it down? Do I move to be with my partner?" or do we break it off because it's just too much? Those decisions are gonna be really stressful and it's there's no way to get around that. No. And you're gonna to have to live with the, the, the consequences of your decisions, so. Yeah. You might as well just learn that lesson now. It doesn't get easier. Gosh, I'm so Debbie Downer. <laughs> but like part of this is like my students are like, I'm so tired, I'm so stressed out, I was like, uh, I hate to break it to you, but you're not going to magically have more hours in the day once you graduate from college. No. And you're, I mean, you might make more money, but you're probably going to spend a lot more money. So you're probably going to be equally as broke or maybe just not broke enough that you can, you know, go out to dinner once a week. But it's not going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to work really hard to get to be great, but you're still, you're working hard. Yeah. Uh, number three. Uh, I hate number three. Anxiety attacks and panic attacks. Do you want me to read the... I think you should read the thing. Okay. For many, this is something they've never experienced in early education levels. You get anxiety attacks when you realize how much work you have to complete within a short period of time. Panic attacks when you realize how competitive grad school is and how hard it is to get a job once you're in the real world. Okay. Okay, I, wanna, <laughs> I just want to stop for a second. I mean, this sort of touches on the kind of stuff we were we just talked about. But these are real, these are just regular life problems. Right. Like anxiety attacks and panic attacks. I'm not, I, I haven't read the DSM 5, which is the like for um, mental things, is the official. <laughs> if it's in there, you can get a diagnosis. If it's right. not, you can't. Like uh, panic attacks and I think anxiety attacks, or one or both, are in the DSM 5. Yeah. And they have a set meaning. If you're having a panic attack, you cannot function. So if you're like sending an email to your professor, like I'm having a panic attack over this great over this assignment, it's like no, you're not, because if you were, you would be curled up in a ball under your bed. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, a panic attack is like a um, has the same symptoms as like a heart attack. But you're right. We needed one of us as experts on the right. Symptoms. We're not, but, and it's a, and it's a medical diagnosis, yes. or a psychological diagnosis, depending. But. Um, I don't know, and I don't mean to minimize anxiety and panic attacks. At the same time, like 
Well, I feel like that they are minimizing them by saying that being slightly stressed out or... Or even really stressed out. Or whatever. But just to say, oh, well, I'm having a panic attack is actually minimizing what real panic attacks are for people who suffer from that. Well, and, uh, if I am allowed to have my service peacock in the classroom... You, you are... You, okay, first of all, only two animals are approved for service animals. That would be dogs and miniature horses. <laughs> Peacocks could be an emotional support animal, but those aren't allowed in our classrooms oh we just had a yeah. like last month we, we had a little <laughs> clearly i was paying attention <laughs> from our uh, student support uh person yeah i have a story about dogs but not for this podcast <laughs> um, and like i said i don't i don't mean to minimize mental health uh or anxiety those are real things yeah uh, and like you said if it's a medical diagnosis if it's a you know that's different your actual doctors or mds or psychiatrists or psychologists or what have you and uh, you know, generally there's a treatment plan and there's either, you know, some type of, uh, you know, medicine or, or, you know, yoga, whatever they, you know, well, whatever they... And accommodations from the school side of things. I mean, so if you're legitimately having, you think you're having legitimate anxiety attacks or panic attacks, A, seek professional help and notify the school student support so that you can get the accommodation that you need to function in your life. If you're having like super levels of stress... I recognize that. I do too. I validate that. I, I, I really do. But I think since this article is like 11 things, what is it, 11 things that every college... A college uh, student. That college students in 2017 worry about. I'm going to go ahead and say the vast majority of our students are not clinically diagnosed with with issues that would cause these things. Right. But they are stressed. They are stressed, but I'm not to the point of that. So. Right. And, and oh, if, this, so go ahead. This title was clickbait. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yes. <laughs> We fell for it. I clicked on it. <laughs> My fault. All no, right. I mean, this, this headline, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, is, is like uh, hyperbole a little bit. Mm-hmm. And not say it doesn't happen, but it's, it's overstating the case that, oh, I didn't have an anxiety attack, therefore I wasn't a real college student in 2017. Right. I mean, you can definitely be stressed out. I mean, and the thing is, if you're stressing out, let people know. Right. You know, maybe your roommate is, like, totally just so swamped with their own stuff they can't handle it, talk to your RA, talk to your RD, go talk to a counselor. You know, if you need to reach out to a, a faculty member and be like, hey, professor so-and-so, this is not an excuse. I'm just letting you know I am super stressed right now. My work is not up to the, the, the standard that I think it should be. Graded how it should be graded. I just want to let you know. You know, right. sometimes that matters. I think, I mean, the, the bits I'm picking up from this is, like, stress is real, and then also, like, mm-hmm. what's not in this article is mitigate by having a support team, by mm-hmm. having a plan, by having a... No, they're a, just stressing a, you out A recharge <laughs> session or whatever. I yeah. don't have class today. Okay. Yeah, yeah, have some support. Have some people who can help you out, who you can talk to. Right. Like, don't, you're not alone is, is the thing I tell, like, so many of my students, like, yeah. I can help you as your professor for this class, right. as your advisor. Like, don't shoulder this by yourself. Well, and part of it, too, is we've been around this uh, long enough to know, like, what regular stress is and what regular responses to stress are versus, like, students who I see are really struggling. And I try, try to, I'm like, hey, you know, you're experiencing stress in a way that I'm concerned like, there's a difference between, like, well, I'm just really stressed out, and then having breakdowns in my office three days in one week. Like, that's different, right? <laughs> and so those are, like, usually the ones where I'm like, hey, we probably need to talk about other ways to handle this. But the, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs>
Number four, coffee and no sleep. Uh, so they're worried about coffee or they're stressed about coffee and well, no sleep? Let me read a little blurb here. Which I'm, I'm just going to, I do not appreciate the unparalleled list here. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you send a strongly worded editorial. I'm going to be like, <laughs> get your shit together. So if you want to succeed in college, you'll rely on at least three cups. Oh, I'll make it. Sorry. Uh, okay. If you want to succeed in college, you'll rely on at least three cups of coffee a day and stay up till four in the morning every night. Just to wake up, go to school, and do it all again. I call yeah, bullshit. I, you know what? I didn't start drinking coffee till my last year. Of college? Yeah. So I didn't drink coffee till I was 25. I never started drinking coffee. Yeah, so... So yeah, it can making... be done. <laughs> There's... I, I don't know. I guess you could extrapolate and say this is any type of stay awake thing, you know. But I don't know. That, I don't think that that's a requirement to succeed in college. Obviously not. Uh, <laughs> we managed it. <laughs> well, and I just, again, the hyperbole of all of this is a little crazy. And so, like, anytime a student tells me, well, I was up until 4 a.m., my first question is, well, what time did you start your homework? Yeah, you just started at 2? Is it? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: is any of those stimulants, coffee, or list off the rest of them? Mm -hmm. it, uh, Monster, Rockstar, and the other half the list I won't mention is they borrow energy. All yeah. Of if I drink a coffee to wake up, I'm borrowing from 9 p.m. tonight, and that's why I crash out. Huh. And so I have to keep continue drinking coffee through the day to keep borrowing more energy from you know 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock and midnight. And so, yeah, if you get stuck in that cycle, you're going to be drinking coffee um, by necessity or drinking Rockstar by necessity, and this is a bad cycle. So there's other ways to mitigate that stress or, that, or, or help yourself wake up. Um, you know, chewing an apple in the morning is supposed to wake you up better than coffee or go, go for a jog. But yeah, that would do it. I'm not going for a jog. <laughs> But, really but yeah, I mean, but you're right. So I'm also active, not 18. Changing so. your lifestyle, changing your schedule right. is, is well, way more effective. And I'm, part of this, too, like, you can't tell me that you're, you've literally been up from 7 a.m. all the way till 4 a.m. and have been doing work the whole time. This does not account for naps that I know you've taken because you were up at 4 a.m. the night before. Yeah, when somebody uses that, like, I was up till 4, that's a wink at the camera. Like, hey, just recognize that I worked really hard. Give me my, give me my grade. Right. And it's not a good proxy for effort and for uh, effort's not even the word I want. For, like, quality, quality time put into it. Right? right. Is the other thing is that a lot of this is, is the trying to make up for, you know, when I have weak organizational skills or I haven't sort of figured out how to how to manage my time, then coffee or other caffeine, whatever, is what gets me, keeps me awake long enough to finish up what I need to finish up. And then you, and then you say you lean on that crutch as opposed to trying to work in a different schedule. Now, right. I'm going to state, this is not disrespect people that drink coffee. Not at all. I drink like, coffee. Don't pretend like this is what you need to succeed in college. That's right, true. right. I mean, hey, if you like a cup of coffee in the morning, that's cool. I like it. You know, I don't like coffee, but some people do, so yeah. hey, I... And every now and then, I feel a little sluggish, and sometimes I will get a coffee, like once or twice a semester, yeah. I'll get a coffee for the afternoon. I start most days with a cup of green tea. Good for you. You know, it's, it has caffeine. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not saying that caffeine is bad, but I don't need that to wake up. I don't need it to do my job. I, 
stay away from caffeine when I hit into the afternoon because if you're tired, you don't blame the caffeine. Right. Right. You know, I I stay away. I I, I give my I've got my I mean, it's taking me some time, but I've got my schedule to where you know. I am awake long enough to do what I need to do, and then I'm tired, I go to bed. Right, and that is a great place to be. (laughs) I mean, and I think actually college students can do it too. They just have to give up some other things, which might mean socializing into the wee hours of the night, um, which I totally understand. I came into my class um, about a month ago, my 2.30 class, 2.30 in the afternoon, and they're like, are you tired? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? And I'm like, well, I got enough sleep last night. And they're like, that must be nice. How did you manage that? I was like, I do the work I need to do during the day so I can sleep at night. And then they thought I was being mean. (laughs) I was like, no, no, that's just what I do. I mean, you do have, like, a sassy tone of voice. (laughs) Wow. Cut that out. (laughs) Shots fired. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's it it took me a while to do it, like... But I sort of in grad school, grad school when I started, like I'm getting up at, in the morning. I'm getting up in the morning. I'm going into work, and well, I'm going to come home at six or seven. If we rely back on the advice you gave for number three, which is maybe seek out a healthcare professional, one of the first things that a counselor or a doctor is going to ask is like, "Are you sleeping regularly? How much caffeine are you ingesting?" And then when they figure out that you're up until four a.m. and drinking several cups of coffee a day, they're going to tell you to stop that shit. <laughs> Get a steady sleep cycle, go to sleep and wake up at the same time, and stop drinking all the caffeine. They're just going to tell you that. Yep, they will. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I might have to. to one of these other ones. Let's skip down to like six or seven or eight. Okay, which one do you want, Drew? Um, um, I, six and eight are both look like, they're all irritating to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they're irritating to you, too. Although I hear, oh... Oh God! I let's talk about number six. Okay. Because this happens to me a lot. Because putting weeks, days, and hours into studying for a test to get a crappy grade, because sometimes students will put—I at least they say they do—you know, hours or lots of days into writing an essay, and then they don't get the grade they want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's part of we've had discussions on the topic before about like, hey, okay. Time is not a proxy for quality of work. Right. So, or is it work smarter, not harder? Is it like build up your skill, and then the amount of time will make sense? That you, you know, time on task is not what you're graded for in college anymore. No. There's certain classes in middle school, and a couple in ninth grade that you get scored on just sitting in, in the seat time. Right. Uh, but like spending a lot of weeks does not mean oh, I'm, I why didn't I get my A? You didn't, yeah. you, did, you didn't demonstrate A-level mastery of the subject is right. the answer when you were required to do so. And I, well, here's the thing. Look, sucks. I, you know, part suck. of my degree was a couple of classes that I was just not good at first round through, and I figured it out by second year, and I retook the courses for a better grade that replaced on my transcript, and, mm-hmm. and then my quality of work was higher, and my ability to produce quality work in shorter amount of time had suddenly come up after a year's worth of practice at being a student like then I was less frustrated then I was able to say like yeah I got a you know I got a B minus instead of a, of a C minus or a D um, and 
you know what I mean? Like there, there, yeah. there's more context to this headline than just like, oh, I put in a bunch of time. Where's my A, please? Well, effort what? does not equal skill. And I tell my students that all the time. Trying hard just doesn't count as much anymore. Well, I mean, again, <laughs> like it's a... It doesn't even equal effort. That's the other thing is like to say you stayed up till four, you spent two weeks, it does not mean you were on effort. Were you right. on Facebook on the second tab while you were, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, how focused were you? Well, and what kind of help did you get? Like, did you spend hours writing that paper? Hey, kudos for that effort. Were you on task? Even better for that. Did you come talk to me as your professor about what I saw as issues that you could correct? No. Did you well, go to the writing center to see if you can get any peer feedback? Maybe not. No. I mean, so it's, it's like you say, as our grandfather told us, like, all the time, work smarter, not harder. Right. It's not about putting in more hours. That, it's not about grinding on your own. It's about finding the resources. These list items are all describing stress and stressors, and, and it, we're, the solutions we're trying to throw out are like um, mitigation, our team, surround yourself with a team to help out, like ask for support, find tools to support, find methods that support uh, efficient studying. Like that, that's what's frustrating that it's not addressed, addressed in this list. Mm -hmm. Can we skip down to eight real quick? Yeah. Oh, yes. Eight, we aren't learning for fun anymore. Not caring about what you learn about, just caring about passing exams and class. Okay, that is all on you. <laughs> I was, was going <laughs> to say, like, how is that different than what most of my students tell me about high school? Right. I think it's actually worse in high school. Like, in college, at least you picked your major, didn't you? Hopefully. Well, maybe. <laughs> and and if, you didn't, if you don't like it, like when, when I started music and half the class in the first semester dropped before December... Uh, and we went to them and said, hey, man, music is awesome. Why did you drop? And they're like, eh, it's more of a hobby for me. They weren't having fun learning music theory about Bach and voice leading from uh, 1700. And so they bailed and changed majors. All right, cool. Like, pick a major. <laughs> right. You know? Well, for me, it was fun. And it was fun the whole way through. It was very stressful. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, and those two things, I mean, just because learning is fun doesn't mean it's not stressful, Right. And right. so, like, to act like that, well, I don't know. There's maybe yeah. some hidden stuff here about, like, well, if it was fun, I wouldn't be as stressed. No, not necessarily. I, mean, I, I like, I really like physics. I was stressed in, in undergrad. I was stressed in grad school. You know, yeah. I was super stressed as a postdoc at times. <laughs> like, I'm stressed as a faculty member. Well, and we <laughs> talked about this, too. Like, you had to take a class that you didn't want to take, but you're like, you know what? I'm going to go in there and learn something from this class. It yeah. is what you make it. Yeah, and that I can mean, be hard to do. Like you, like I think for me, like especially those classes in my in my senior year where I was not only supposed to be taking super light load, but I already took a light load in my first year, which was a good choice for me. It gave me a soft start to college, and then in that senior year, it's like you know what? I kind of I know who I am. I know how to study. I'm taking these gen ed courses. And like, let's just have fun with this. Let's just see what I can learn from Greek literature and world history and this sort of thing. And let's just yeah. try to. For me, find what I'm interested in in this subject, intro to music listening, you know, and it was, and then and those classes were fun for me. They were some of my, the highlights of my senior year. I mean, I liked the physics courses too, but those were really interesting and different. So, just so we're clear, it stresses them out that learning isn't fun. I think so. Okay. <laughs> but maybe learning isn't fun because they're so stressed. Huh. Maybe this is a chicken but, and egg. But I can't control course. their stress level. No. And I'm not here to entertain them. <laughs> no. 
Okay, just yes, checking. Right. Well, and, and this is, I think this is another uh, growing up um, stress and not necessarily, not per se a college stress because, you know, you're, this is a magical thinking child, like every, every moment should be super fun, happy rainbows and unicorns, and if it's not, it's because something's wrong with you and not me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure I'm boring. Whatever. <laughs> There's only so much you can do about that. So number nine. Uh, well, yeah, we totally do this. Uh, three of your professors putting their exams on the same day. You wonder what you did to deserve this in your life. Okay, let's... Is, it, is, this, is that our exam scheduled by professors? Because when yes. I was in school... Well, it depends. Okay, so we talked... The exam oh. day was, was on the... On the like you knew the exam day in August. So the you final, mean the final exam. Final exams are, are, are handled by the registrar. Oh, okay. Midterms yeah, are scheduled by the professor. Their course load based on finals day in December. Wow. Yeah, so that they could schedule all of them on a Monday or all of them on, you know, spread out. God, I was not even aware. All on a day so that they would be finished and be able to go oh, home early. I just, I just, I had to pick the classes I needed to graduate. Well, I, didn't, I didn't have that luxury. But my students say this all the time. Why does everybody have exams and papers due at the same time? Okay. Well, we all get together and conspire against you. We have a book that we look at yeah. that says on which semesters, when we will put our exams. <laughs> Everyone must agree on that. No, no, no let no, me break this down. Your calendar say, when is Andrew going on vacation? That's yes, right. right. That's right. And now that I know this is inconvenient for you, I'm keeping it. I here. mean, basically, I look at how many students are going to be leaving when, and I put the exams on the most inconvenient days for, them, yes. for the most students. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, let me let me break this down. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. So in a class like mine where I give midterms, there's only a couple of ways that I can divide that class into midterms. I can do a, a one midterm halfway through the semester, or I can do two midterms each a third of the way through the semester, or I can do three midterms a, a quarter of the way through the semester. What you might have noticed is that... That's the most a, popular way of dividing up a semester, 16 weeks... Four units. We have four major assignments in most of my writing classes. How many exams do you have in most of your and te- most of your other classes? Probably four or five, with the fifth being a final. Come on. It, yeah, there's only so many ways I can divide my relatively evenly divide my semester to hit those midterms in ways that make sense. Which means that a lot come smack dab in the middle, or roughly a third, or every quarter through this through the semester. So you're taking a bunch of classes. Yeah, they're going to line up. Do your papers come due roughly the same time? That's probably mostly a function of how long it takes your professors to grade and hand back those papers. So people who are giving writing assignments will tend to line up because we can't have them due, for us anyway, if we're due too, uh, too close to the end of the semester for like a major writing assignment, we wouldn't be able to finish all the grading by the time the final grades are due. Right. And so like they, those, the, where those fall or the first major paper needs to be graded and handed back to you so you can wrap that feedback into the next paper. So we can't just scatter them willy-nilly. <laughs> like there's, there's a process involved in planning the course out and planning the semester that means that, yeah, they tend to fall and that sucks, but you've got to plan ahead for that. There's, there's not much we can do. In, in, uh, on that schedule. Yeah, and it is stressful. I'll give you that. It is. Yeah, I won't lie. So as a college kid, I mean, it sounds like you need to be aware that there is a system in place, learn the system, mm-hmm. work that system. Yes. Like I said, my, I legitimately had friends that looked at the finals schedule. Midterm's not always available to look at, but final schedule and said, I want all my finals on Monday and Tuesday so I can go home Wednesday in December, three days ahead of all my friends, and be at home 
Well, I just want to say kudos to those people for actually figuring out their finals before booking their plane ticket, because my students don't do that. <laughs> they should now, right? They're, they're, they should all be listening now, so they should. Oh, they've already booked their plane ticket and will be missing the final. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow. Okay, number 10, walking around campus to no one looking happy or smiling. Everyone looks miserable, looks tired, and looks like they've had enough. That's garbage. Where are you going to school? <laughs> I mean, I, I am, I, am I sort of, the semester wears you down. There's it does. But that I, doesn't mean that I'm not. I mean, I usually say hello and smile at students. Don't you? I, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't attended every college. I'll just put that out there. But I have attended at, at like four different campuses, and this is just not the case. Like maybe if you're wearing your terrible filter glasses and, and you're in a grumpy, stressed mood, then everybody looks grumpy and stressed too. Or if it's raining into your face, then <laughs> I get it. I don't yeah, want and you're trying happens. not to like get blinded by freezing I mean, rain. It is true that you know when I'm stressed, I see everything through the lens of stress and negative. Yeah. You know when I'm happy, I see everything through the lens of happy and upbeat. So like if you're stressed and you're, it's easy for everything else to feel stressed, even if they're not. Or Conversely, if I'm stressed and just really like unhappy and kind of at my wits end, people who are super happy and bouncy piss me off. Same. <laughs> it's well, like, that's probably a regular day for me. <laughs> that's probably true. Well, you know, like, again, this is again. You have to surround yourself with people that are, you know, that are supporting the the context that you enjoy. <laughs> um, Although, well, I mean, you're not in charge of everybody on campus, but I just don't. This is like a completely. I just. Uh, they I had to this. fill out the list. With with 11, so they added this garbage. Why 11? It could have been 10. ten top 10. Come on, Dave oh, Letterman. But is a new... Oh, Well, it, but, yes. like, what I'm getting from this is basically everyone's miserable here. College is a miserable experience. I'm like, then fucking go home. <laughs> I, mean, there, I mean, there are times when it is, it is miserable, it is stressful, it is difficult, and certainly, you know, I think we've all had students... Uh, at least Camelli and I like, and we see that's happening to them. Yeah. And we're like, mm, need to make some changes. Maybe this isn't the right time in your life to be here right now. Right. You know, and that's and that's tough. Like I want to recognize that. You know, there are times when being at college is really hard. Um, it's okay. You know, but that doesn't mean that everybody is there or that you shouldn't be there or that you know the world is a horrible place. Right. Yeah, and if you're stressed because you have three exams on one day or one week, chances are other people on campus are experiencing a similar right. situation. Going back to number nine there. Yeah, yeah, and if everyone's staying up till four and, like, weirdly caffeinated and they're not learning for fun anymore, yeah, you might be coming across some not-so-happy-looking people, but I feel like most of these are regular life stress, and most of them could be choices, and you can decide to do with them like other things with your life yeah, not like you, other things if college you but walked by and read any of the flyers on campus they would show you where all the good times are at the cafe and game night and mm-hmm. you know ukulele club and whatever ukulele club yeah anyway juggling i got a unicycle club what I they really go it. together people who juggle are highly likely to ride a unicycle oh is that like statistically true i didn't send your complaint letters to peter yeah <laughs> Tweeted me. <laughs> All, right, All right, I gotta get out of here. Okay, so number eleven, counting down the days until the next okay. break. We all do that. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not so much, you know. Uh, 
hopefully you're finding ways to enjoy what you're doing. Well, but I don't... It's called being a human. You've got a calendar, you count till Christmas, whatever. Right, right. Well, and I think it's nice to have... Well, I get to go home and hang out with my dog. Or I get to go home and do whatever. There's usually something to have... And that's... Like, you need something to look forward to. I don't feel like that should be stressing you out. Like, that's not exclusive to college. No. Yeah, I think... Yeah. It's a negative thing, I guess. Yeah, go see the family, take a break. It's nice to have a break. You know, hopefully, towards the end of break... You're like, I'm ready to go back. I'm, you know, I'm ready to do some interesting things at college or at my job or whatever it is. Yeah. If, if you find that you're in, the, in a break, whatever that break happens to be, for college, and you're like dreading going back, you might want to take some time to think about what it is you want to get out of this and wow. what changes you need to make. That's right. When I changed my major too, is Christmas, uh, winter holiday break, whatever, and I'm coming back in January, going, oh my lord, yeah. What am I doing? I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. If, if that, yeah, if that's where you're at, then yeah, you need to change your major, change your direction. What you're doing is not giving you the warm fuzzies that you need. So find something that does. And it takes some time to think through that. Yeah. Anyway, we know you're stressed. It's okay. Yeah, but it's also normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get some support. You're not in it alone. Go to bed at a reasonable hour, God. Go to bed, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to fail that exam anyway, then get some sleep. Well, and right. Be rested Clearly, your study skills are not where they need to be. Just sleep anyway. <laughs> That's usually my, my thought. Like, I hit one in the morning, and I'd be like, whatever. I can't be bothered to study anymore. I'm going to get the grade I'm going to get. I won't remember anything I study after this anyway, so I'm just going to bed. Right. Yeah. It seemed to work out. I don't know if it works for everybody, but it worked out for me. Well, didn't you, I think you actually said something once about how, like, I don't know, maybe you made this up, but, like, it's scientifically proven that if you, you, like, pulling all-nighters doesn't work because you need that resting time to actually commit it to memory. Yes. Right. That's true. And you lose your cognitive ability the more sleep you lose. So you literally become dumber (laughs) when you can't remember the stuff you just looked at. So you have a harder time doing well. And you, That's probably why that test grade didn't turn out so well on that list. Might have I think the coffee, sleep, test grade, there's some There might be some synergies yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I hope everyone's having a good semester wherever we, they are in the semester. But yeah, if you need help, find some help. Also, channel that anxiety to work in your favor. Because sometimes I get anxious about stuff, and I'm like, well, the only way I'm going to not be anxious is just to get it done. You know, so if yeah. I'm like, if yeah. I'm worried about something, I'm like, I'm just going to get it done, and then I don't have to worry about it. So, I don't know. It doesn't have to be crippling in that way. I know a very important person in my life who does that. Mm. But it, not you. Yeah. No. <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> I'm immune to these feelings. <laughs> what is the stress you talk numbed, of? numb to the stress. I'll get that dishes when I get to it. That's all. <laughs> so, listeners, if you have something you want us to talk about, um, send me a tweet. I'm at Dr. Highland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D, or send me an email, peter.o.highland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. All right, see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>